This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Governor Steve Bullock has released a draft budget for the next two years that does not cut state services or raise taxes. He suspects that one or both may be coming in the next legislative session anyway. Quote, if the next administration and legislature choose to cut government services, it will be based on ideology, not based on necessity, Bullock said during a news conference. Bullock says the full budget reserves will allow the state to weather the storm caused by the COVID-19 pandemic without cutting services. The budget proposal for a two-year period ending in June of 2023 makes use of the $75 million from the state's rainy day fund. That fund was opposed by Republicans in the last two legislative sessions, but was included at the insistence of Democrats. Republicans had proposed tax cuts instead of maintaining the fund. Bullock's proposal includes a year-over-year increase of 1.6% when compared to the previous budget. Bullock said he did not consult with Gianforte before releasing his budget proposal. Gianforte can and probably will make changes to the budget before it is sent to the Republican legislature. Montana will receive more than $49 million in payments and interest wrongfully withheld by tobacco companies. Those payments and interest were due under a 1998 settlement, according to Attorney General Tim Fox. The value of the settlement, with interest and penalty payments, is more than $100 million, Fox said. The decision, according to Fox, sets a precedent that may be cited by other states in settling similar cases. Tobacco companies make annual payments to states under a 1998 settlement of lawsuits that said the companies denied the detrimental effects of their products, causing government-funded medical programs to spend additional money to care for those with tobacco-related illnesses. Since the early 2000s, the companies, Philip Morris, R.J. Reynolds, Brown & Williamson, and Lorillard Tobacco, also Liggett Group, and Commonwealth Brands, have been withholding about 10% of the annual payments, claiming the states weren't collecting taxes from the sale of tobacco products by companies that were not involved in the settlement. In 2018, while litigating the state shortage in 2004, Attorneys for Montana learned that tobacco companies had no evidence that Montana wasn't collecting payments from non-participating companies. After a two-day mediation in October, the companies agreed to settle the Montana case and to pay fully the state's annual payments for the next 10 years. The companies also agreed not to challenge Montana payments ever again based on allegations that the state is not enforcing its tobacco tax laws. Ann Yates, an assistant attorney general, says Montana's annual settlement payments have ranged from $24 million to $35 million over the past 10 years. That's not including the money that has been withheld. The state received $24.1 million this year, but the companies withheld another $4.5 million. Montana's settlement includes another $4.5 million payment to the state's general fund and millions of dollars in attorney's fees and court costs. 
A federal court has once again blocked new oil and gas drilling permits on Wyoming public lands and called the Trump administration analysis of climate change impacts sloppy and rushed. A federal court has once again blocked new oil and gas drilling permits on Wyoming public lands and called the Trump administration analysis of climate change impacts, quote, sloppy and rushed. U.S. District Judge Randolph Contreras said the Trump administration's Bureau of Land Management failed to look closely enough at climate change impacts from oil and gas extraction and consumption on almost 500 square miles of land in Wyoming. He said the Land Bureau's latest efforts to tally up the impact of those emissions had again failed and, quote, does not adequately consider the climate change impacts of the oil and gas leasing decisions. The judge pointed to numerous flaws in the Bureau's climate change assessment, such as failing to consider the cumulative impacts of multiple lease sales over time, and he highlighted simple math errors by officials that taken together, quote, suggest a sloppy and rushed process lacking scientific accuracy. President-elect Joe Biden's administration has pledged to ban new oil and gas leasing on public lands and waters across the country. Public health officials announced two additional COVID-19-related deaths in Lewis and Clark County on Monday. The state now has 20,009 active cases. As of Sunday, Montana had been averaging more than 1,000 cases a day over the previous seven days. The state did not have a 1,000 cases total until the end of July. Two deaths bring the state total to 522. On Sunday, the Billings Clinic said its hospital was being, beds were being occupied by 83 COVID-19 cases. The second hospital in Montana, St. Vincent's Healthcare, had the second most patients with 64. A total of 48,027 people have been confirmed to have been infected with COVID-19 since March. At the beginning of September, there were 1,945 active COVID cases, 7,509 total cases, and 105 deaths. One month later, at the beginning of October, there were 3,981 active cases, an increase of over 2,000. 13,500 total cases, up just under 4,000 in that month, and 181 deaths, an increase of 76 in October. At the start of November, there were 11,721 cases, up over 7,700. 33,495 total cases, that's an increase of 20,000, and 376 deaths, an increase of almost 200. Radley Elementary School in East Helena is temporarily closed because of too many employees being in quarantine. Superintendent Ron Whitmoyer said the decision to move to distance learning was made Sunday evening after two staff members reportedly tested positive for COVID-19. He said a number of other staff members were not feeling well and were exhibiting symptoms. Those staff will be tested and then will be put in quarantine, according to Whitmoyer. 
Whitmoyer said the school could have remained open if the district had enough substitutes, but the district is currently operating with only 33% of its normal substitute capacity. The Bitterroot Ecosystem Subcommittee of the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee has formed a new science committee to prepare for the time when grizzly bears finally come to stay in the Bitterroot. More grizzly bear sightings south of Missoula mean federal and state agencies and residents of the Bitterroot need to do more to prepare for resident grizzly bears. Mike Pruss, Nez Pierce Clearwater National Forest Wildlife Manager, said the committee will meet to fill in a lot of missing information. Quote, the other ecosystems already have science teams that have been very active over the past decade or so. We know we'll have some outsized challenges because those other systems had bears to study and information about those bears. Identifying migration corridors is one of the short-term priorities, and University of Montana researcher Sarah Sells is taking the lead there. Using data already gathered from collared female bears, she'll be using computer models to identify and chart the corridors. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Grizzly Bear Recovery Coordinator Hillary Cooley will be leading another short-term project using game cameras and hair traps to find out where the bears are. Fish, Wildlife, and Bear, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, rather, bear biologist Jamie Jonkel says there have been an increased number of reports of bears this year. Pruss said long-term projects include mapping out where bear monitoring units should be in the Bitterroot based on the female range size and conducting human attitude surveys. The subcommittee will analyze its report when the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee meets early next month. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces, in 20 countries, on six continents, and approaching 400 listeners per day. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.